Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Rays reporter, Bill Chastain. And, Bill, the Rays taking on the Marlins right now. It's one of those fun interleague series where they do two games in each city. Um, I guess they're they're the rivalry home-and-home type series. And it's kind of an interesting, um, I don't know if it's a rivalry with the interleague, but the two Florida teams, it's amazing to me how even the series is all time. And I know both teams have kind of had their streaks, but I know they played their 100th game on Monday night and through 100 games, the Rays held, I think it was a 51-49 lead. That's amazingly close after 100 games. Um, Do you remember any particular ebb and flow to the way this series has gone between the Marlins and and the Rays? Well, yeah, the Marlins owned it early. And really since about 2008, the Rays have been, you know, pretty had a pretty good uh, pretty good run on it, you know. And of course, 2008 was when Friedman and Madden and company came on. So, um, but it's you know, I, I think it's kind of an under you know, the, both teams I think are reluctant to call it a rivalry, but I think it's kind of a fun little series. And uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to take to make it a really serious rivalry, but it really hasn't been that you know hasn't registered that way with the players yet. So, um, but it you know, looking at the numbers, it's pretty good. You know, just like you say, 51-49. They played some, you know, pretty good uh, contest. Yeah, it's tough to really have a rivalry when you're when it's an interleague matchup. That's for sure. I mean, the games at the end of the day, they just don't seem to mean as much as as a game against a division rival. Uh, the Marlins took game one on Monday night, but the Rays bounced back on Tuesday, and a big part of that was was Jake Odorizzi, who gets his first career hit at the plate, first career RBI as well on the mound. Uh, he went five scoreless. It took him a lot of pitches to get there. Um, but overall, uh, a memorable day, I would say, for Jake Odorizzi. Yeah, you know, he's, he, he, does, he probably deserves to get a win here, you know, for, for going five at some point because he's pitched well in a lot of games and, and come away empty-handed with a no decision or a close loss. So um, he's been pitching well. The, you know, the one thing I know he's upset about would be that, uh, you know, he, he wants to put guys away early and go late into the games, and, and they really need somebody to step forward and do that based on the way the bullpen's been getting worn down. Um, so I know probably, you know, that's probably his, uh, he likes getting the win, but he, he also would have liked to go on a lot longer. You mentioned that he, that he deserved to win one of these, and he has certainly been in a nice run lately. Um, five of his last six starts, he's allowed two or fewer runs, and yet he's it was just his second win of the season on Tuesday. Uh, the bad news and maybe the biggest news of the week uh, as far as the Rays are concerned has been Kevin Kiermeyer. obviously the injury. Uh, he's going to miss eight to ten weeks um, and, and he got hurt the way you would I guess expect Kevin Kiermeyer to get injured and that is diving trying to make a spectacular play in the outfield and he and he rolls over the hand a little bit and he breaks some bones in there. Um, this is a team that likes to prevent runs how big a blow is it to be without your gold glove center fielder in that scenario? Oh, I think it's definitely a blow. I mean, you know, he 
won all kinds of accolades last year for all the runs he saved. Uh, I do think the more we start seeing Mikey Matsuk in center field, though, uh, I think it's going to be uh, they're not going to miss him as much as maybe some think, and and they actually might get might even get more offense from Matuk than they they were getting from Kiermaier. Uh, Matuk's a real athlete; he covers a lot of ground. Not like in, you know nobody does like Kiermaier, but uh, I think they're going to be in good hands, uh, and particularly if Matuk settles into center field. And Matuk, he played so well in September when he came up with this team. Does that give the team a little more confidence calling upon him now, knowing that he did such a nice job late last season? Oh, for sure. I mean, he was their best offensive player in, in September. So, uh, you know, in fact, we all thought he was going to make the team out of spring training, but they ended up going with eight relief pitchers instead of seven. And uh, he was the last guy to go. So, uh, and, you know, he's the guy they want to play every day. So uh, that that factored into the thing as well. Bill, we talked a lot about Logan Morrison when he was struggling, so we got to talk about him now that he's starting to hit the ball. And the patience, it appears the patience that this team had in him is is starting to pay off. 12 for 23, couple of home runs, seven RBIs in his latest stretch. Uh, those two home runs, though, his first two homers of the season, has he talked much at all about there being a difference or what clicked, what's going well now that he wasn't able to get done early in the season? He said probably one of the main things has been just being able to not or have the discipline to lay off the stuff that he shouldn't be swinging at. And, you know, he's swinging more at his pitch now. Um, you know, I, I'd like to say this about him, too. That I, I tell you, what a professional guy uh, is struggling as much as he was. I mean, at one point he was hitting like, I think, 060. And, uh, you know, a lot of times a, a guy will become pretty cranky about that. But he was the consummate professional uh, throughout and uh, – you know, uh, you, you kind of got to root for a guy like that when he when he comes through uh, finally. Uh, Bill, Matt Moore seems to be in a little bit of a funk. Um, the ERA, 8.53 in his four May starts, and he's lasted just 19 total innings over that stretch. Um, I think he had an extra – or he had a, with a day off on Thursday. I think they had noticed something in the delivery, but that didn't seem to be much better the, next, the last time out when he pitched on Monday – he, uh, he was in that game they lost to the Marlins. Um, what's up with Moore? Because in April it seemed like it was really starting to click again for him, but now maybe he's taking a little step back. Well, when we talked to him before the game, uh, before his last start, he was pretty excited because he felt like he'd found something that was going to allow him to be more in a rhythm with his uh, motion. And, you know, I, maybe you know maybe he felt better and just didn't get the results, but, um, you know, he's certainly been – kind of a mystery so far. I think he's, you know, on pretty much like a four-game funk. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see what – I mean, they, they're really hurting right now. You know, supposedly their strength is their starting pitching, and it, and it's almost been their weak link lately. Yeah, and every team, I guess, goes through those slumps. You hate to see all the guys kind of struggling a little bit at the same time. Luckily for this team, they continue to pound out home runs, which is something that we didn't expect to see, but they still – are up at the top of the uh, the league standings as far as home runs go. Uh, Bill, Chris Archer had, um, I think he kind of summed up where the Rays are right now. And, and it was another thing where you see Archer, who's still a young pitcher, but he just seems to be sometimes a little wise beyond his years. But um, the team's obviously hovering around 500 right now. And, and he made the comments that for most of the season, it's okay if you hover around 500 as long as you have – that one big month where you kind of go crazy and go 10 games over 500 or, or 12 games over 500. Um, I think there's some wisdom in that and not panicking, but it's also 
you know, you can't wait around for that hot streak, right? At some point, you have to make that. Oh happen. no, I, I mean, and, and I don't think, uh, you know, in the context of that, I think it was more like, you know, there's nothing to panic about. Right. Um, I I actually think they're in pretty good shape the way they are right now because, you know, they've been winning some games and really the bats have been carrying them. But it's not like the bats have been. It's it's not like the bats and the pitching are at the same time, and it's almost good because at some point the bats are going to go cold and then the pitching is going to have to pick them up. So it's almost like uh, you'd like one to be streaky at one time and, and another to be streaky at another time. It's kind of like brother-in-lawing in golf. <laughs> How about Archer and, and the inconsistency? Does he have any? Because he's looked like the Chris Archer we expect at times, but then other times on Sunday he really struggled again. Well, another mystery. You know, he went in that start wanting to throw more strikes, um, and he did. He threw, you know, 70-something pitches and 50-something of them were, were strikes. Um the problem is he was, of course, you can't discount the, the fact he was facing a very good lineup in the Tigers, too. I mean, they've got some of the best hitters in baseball. But uh, pretty much it looked like he was throwing strikes but missing spots within the strike zone. So, um, you know, that's obviously going to have to be something that's going to change for him to, you know, A, uh, start looking more like the old Chris Archer, and B, start, you know, getting deeper into the games and not throwing as many pitches as he's been throwing because, you know, he only got through the third inning last time. All right, Bill, quickly, as we take a look at the week ahead, obviously they finish up the series uh, with the Marlins with two in St. Pete, and then it's the Yankees over the weekend for a three-game series, and it getting back into division play, and this Yankees team that really was struggling early on is suddenly red hot. Uh, they've won six in a row as, as we record this. How big a series is that looming over the weekend for a team within the division? They're right there, uh, separated by just a half a game right now. It's a chance for the Rays to maybe move themselves up a little bit in the East? You know, it's funny to me. They, you know, they'll always downplay games like this. But I, I think, personally, I think it's uh, the, the early season games uh, are big games because they kind of set the tone on, you know, who's, who's the better team for, for the whole season. Now, you're never going to have a player say that. But uh, I, I personally believe that and, you know, just kind of how, how the two teams stack up you know, for, for the season. And of course they have played a series in New York, uh, you know, so they have seen each other some, but um, uh, I, I look at it as maybe a little bigger series than what the players would let on. Yeah. And with the Red Sox and the Orioles right now playing very good baseball and they've kind of separated themselves a little bit, you can't afford to fall too far off the pace right now. The Rays six back of the Red Sox in the division, which is okay. You get hot, you can erase that in no time, but they certainly don't want to fall too much further back than that. All right, great stuff as always, Bill. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.